So a friend of mine went on a date recently and uh, they went to a restaurant and uh, so the guy went in and kind of opened the door and kind of let the door close behind him and said lady uh, observed, well sorry, is, is what about chivalry? And he turned around to say to her, well chivalry is dead. Um, right, so obviously you know, she wasn't too impressed by, by that particular remark. Uh, and a few little things where afterwards then they came outside and it was milling rain. So he had a little backpack, took out his little umbrella and <laughs> proceeded to keep his own head dry while herself was getting soaked because chivalry is dead. Uh, now, um, she was telling me this and I was kind of hoping this was going to lead to the conclusion that I was, well, I would have suggested um, if he does this in small things, chances are he will also do this in, in bigger things. I mean, if he takes care of himself, if he takes care of numero uno all the time, the chances are he'll take care of himself also uh, in more important things, or when you're in need, he'll still be taking care of himself. So it's not a good sign, not a good sign of a man uh, to always take care of himself first and foremost. <clears throat> Just we're called to much more than that. So what, like this girl, what was her heart looking for? Well, her heart was looking for, for a guy who'd be willing to, to do more than just take her out, but to take care of her. Right? Someone who, who's dedicated to her. Someone who's willing to give his heart, to give himself entirely. That's when people are looking to get married or when they're looking for a, <clears throat> a partner ultimately. So that's what they're looking for. Someone, someone who will will take care of them, someone who they can trust their, entrust their heart to, and someone whose heart <clears throat> they can be trusted with. This should be the, the goal of, of relationships. These days it's not quite so straightforward, but that, that ultimately should be the goal, that these families then would, form, would be places of love. Okay? And what's, what, what, what's sad or what's difficult or what, what makes relationships uh, so complicated or so uh, painful isn't so much the black or white yes or no, it's the in the middle bit, right? It's the, I'm your husband, but I don't really want to listen to you. That's harder than if your husband had just passed away. You know, having someone there who doesn't really care is harder than having no one at all. Uh, having someone there who's, who's just indifferent to, to your needs. So someone, uh, like you, <clears throat> you have a very legitimate or clear need. There's been a bereavement in your family. Your, your mother, father has passed away. And your spouse then just isn't really interested. Or they, I, I was talking to, to someone before, <coughs> to a lady before, and after she had a miscarriage, the husband said, you'd be grand, be fine. And just no support, didn't listen, didn't ask, didn't talk about it at all. Just left her to grieve alone. And she said that was harder for her than, than losing that little life. And she felt so incredibly alone. So it's it's... What's, what's, like, as I say, you've got black and white. If, if the person wasn't married to you at all or just walked out or whatever, that might be easier than having to deal with someone who you live with every day who doesn't really care, doesn't really love. So when we talk about, like, uh, our relationship with the Lord, it's actually more similar to that than we might realize. We, in Ireland, um, have an awful tendency to kind of uh, reduce religious things um, I'll give you a couple of examples. When we speak about religious things, we always kind of reduce them to something kind of light, okay? So actually we'll say a few little prayers. A few little prayers. 
Heaven forbid we'd say big prayers. Do you know what I mean? Or, or even like amongst priests, you know what I mean? Uh, in the sacristy, generally speaking, they don't call it the homily. You'll say the few words. Underlining few. You know, you'll say, who, are, you, are you saying the few words today, Tom? Do you know, and that's, it's, 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 there's kind of, we always kind of reduce um, religious things. You know, Asher, we all need a bit of religion. A bit. Not too much. Just a bit. You hear, hear people say, Asher, a bit of Jesus now. <laughs> Works wonders in your life. The bit of Jesus. A bit. Not whatever you do, lads. Don't exaggerate with Jesus. Do you know what I mean? Don't overdo the Jesus thing. Heaven forbid. It's, just, it's a strange... We, it's, maybe it's just a cultural thing. I, I don't know. But we always kind of aim for the minimum. Just kind of, you know, just do what's required of you and no more because that's just exaggerating. That's just right-wing fundamentalism. If you pray more than one rosary a day, you weirdo. You know, heaven forbid like we do more than what the minimum required. But isn't that kind of like being in a relationship with God, saying, God, you're there and that's great. And I had my big conversion experience and that was fantastic. Thanks for that, great grace. So what we're going to do is, I'll give you the bare minimum. The bare minimum in my life. The bare minimum amount of time. You say mass once a week, grand where's the shortest mass around here oh it's one mass a week and you want to cut that down to the bare can i get it can i get can we get one for 25 minutes can we call around ask find out if you can find a sunday mass for 25 or 20 i hear now father kelly over there yonder in whatever parish it is he's fierce quick well should we have a look there will we why why is why do we do that why do we have this absolute minimalist mentality when it comes to god give him the bare minimum it's just like i mean we're supposed to be in a relationship with a loving god you know deuteronomy tells us love the lord your god with all your heart with all your soul with all your mind and with all your strength not love the lord your god and sure give him a little bit of prayer every now and again don't overdo it all your heart all your soul all your mind all your strength all just like in a relationship, just like in a marriage, to give ourselves to God, not just the bare minimum. That's why, like, when, when, when we do this, this, when we live this, this whole faith journey with the Lord, that's what our gospel today is about. You can't half convert. You can't half convert. It's like half being married. Do you know, it's kind of, we'll... How do you even do that? How do you explain what a half marriage is like? It's like, yeah, you know, we live in the same house, but we don't really have to talk, do we? You know, I mean, sure, look, I mean, you get your car, I get my car, let's just do our own thing. Do you know, but like not living together as, as, as man and wife, one flesh, like one heart, where my concern, your concerns are mine. Whatever you, bothers you or worries you, well, I take on that, I take that on as well, because I care, because I love. So being kind of half married or in this kind of half early being half converted is awful that's why the Lord even says like I mean in the book of Revelation to a particular church that he's talking to he says you know be hot or cold but not lukewarm if you're lukewarm I'll spit you out I mean it, it kind of makes more sense it's also in friendships if there are people who are very good friends wonderful if there are people who aren't I'm not looking at anybody in particular if there are people who aren't good friends okay but it's the ones who are kind of your friends, but betray your trust. 
or they're your friends, but they let you down, or they're friends, but whatever, you know, that, there, that, that hurts. So kind of black or white, but this, it's kind of this in the middle bit, this half conversion, half friendship, half married. It, that's, that's what really pains the Lord's heart. And we think of today's gospel then, when the Lord is talking about two metaphors, which maybe don't make a whole pile of sense to us because they're, we're not, they're not really associated with, it, with our culture. So no one sews a piece of unshrunken cloth to an old cloak. Any of you ever done that? Okay. Um, if he does, the patch pulls away from it, the old from the new, and the tear gets worse. Okay, apparently that's what happens. I don't know. The patch shrinks. Maybe when you, maybe it, yeah. in modern clothes, they shrink too. Well, if they're made of wool, they're definitely going to shrink when they're washed. So apparently you have to pre-shrink the patch. Okay. And then similar then, something which we're not very familiar with, um, wine and wineskins. So apparently, when you have wine, new wine, you have to put it in to new wineskins because they need to be more flexible to stretch, I guess. Okay, so what, what is the Lord talking about here? What's, what's, the, what's that metaphor? What does it mean? He's saying if we're going to follow him, if we're going to follow the Lord, there are exterior changes and interior changes. If we follow the Lord, it changes us completely. It changes us externally and internally. So externally, I mean, for modern day fashion, this one is fairly straightforward. If you're a good Catholic girl, Saturday nights, you will look slightly different to a lot of other girls in the club. Right? You're going to look different because you dress differently. Uh, you dress more modestly. For, for, for lads as well, like the way we behave, the way we carry ourselves is different. The amount we drink and how we drink and how much we, like bad language and all that kind of thing. Or we look and sound different because we follow the Lord. So it, it, has, it changes the way we act. Okay, but it also changes us interiorly, of course. It changes then how we, how we see other people. Do people exist then just to serve my needs, whatever they may be, physical, sexual, whatever. A person just exists to satisfy me? Or is each individual that surrounds me a beloved child of God? that I must honour and protect and, and help and serve. So our faith, it changes everything about us. It changes us externally and it changes us interiorly. We, we can't, you can't half convert. It just doesn't work. Either you convert or you aren't. Either we follow the Lord or we don't. But like a half a conversion, it's just, it's just so, must be so painful for the Lord. When we kind of, we know he exists and we come to him when we have problems and we blame him if things go wrong. But on a day-to-day -day basis, we're just not really interested. The Lord deserves more than that. He deserves better than that. He deserves our hearts. And, and, and we then, on, on our part, like we, we should be focused on giving the Lord an ever greater portion of our heart until hopefully one day we can say, yes, Lord, I've given you all my heart, all my soul all my strength, all my mind. I've given you, I love you with, with all that I am. And I hope maybe some of us have, have, have gotten to that point already. <clears throat> For many of us, it's, it's still a work in progress that we want the Lord to possess more and more of our hearts. And we want to be motivated more and more by love of him in all that we do. It's a school. 
it takes time, but I, I would hope that we never get to the point <coughs> where where we are is just enough. It's grand, it's fine, it's sufficient. We should never aim for grand, fine or sufficient in marriage or in any relationship. We should aim to be excellent, we should aim to excel, we should aim to be good parents, fathers, priests, not just get by, not just do the bare minimum, but aim to be good. Maybe even aim to be the best we can be. Because we get one shot at this life. We get one shot at walking with the Lord. Once this life is over, we don't get to come back and try all the lessons we've learned again. So today, today, Lord, we ask for this renewal of our hearts and minds. We ask that you may renew us interiorly and exteriorly as we follow you, Lord. May no stone in our hearts remain unturned. We invite you into every area of our lives that needs changing, that needs conversion. Lord, there is no such thing as a half a conversion. So may our hearts turn completely towards you, the way, the truth, and the life.